0: Okay, Top Tribe. This week's winner of the 100 bucks is Jose Avila. He is a 17-year-old that doesn't want to go to college and he wants to start his own business. For your chance to win 100 bucks just like Jose every Monday morning, simply subscribe to this podcast on iTunes right now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Be sure to tune in tomorrow morning, Top Tribe. You're going to hear from Stig, Brodersen. And I ask him, why did you quit a $100,000 plus energy commodity trading company for teaching? Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. Everyone's loving the show and you're going to love our guest this morning. His name is Ryan Moran and this is the bio he sent in. I'm just going to read it flat out. He goes, man, I don't know. I'm just Ryan. I do the online business thing and I invest the profits. I help my subscribers build businesses and invest the profits too. He really, 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 really likes the Cleveland Indians. He says, I'd list a bunch of other credentials, but who cares? Let's just inspire some people. Ryan, with that, are you ready to take us to the top?
1: I don't even remember doing that intro, but <laughs> let's go to the top.
0: I love it, dude. So f- tell me what you're focused on these days. What's your main business?
1: Well, I basically have two focuses. One is I'm kind of famous for building businesses that, are, that start off being based on Amazon and then growing them from there. And then the other thing I guess I sell is myself because I do events and workshops and podcasts like this one where I try to convince people that I know what the heck I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) Awesome. I want to focus on your main revenue stream. So what was your main revenue stream in October?
1: In October, the main revenue stream were the products and services that I sell on Amazon and those customers that we collect from there.
0: Okay, so let's focus on that, especially because I'm generally very interested in this. We had Scott Volker on back in episode 128 who educated me about BSRs and all this other
1: stuff. Are you in his same space? I actually don't know the spaces that Scott's in. He's a buddy of mine, but we don't talk about our specific businesses. So that's what he told me.
0: He's like people, he said people don't really talk about the space term because it's highly competitive, but he's generally in the Amazon space like you, right?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Okay, so tell me about one of the things you're doing on Amazon to the extent that you, you can.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the, the process of Amazon is, is really like Google back in 2009, right? You want to rank for keywords. You want to get good conversion rates so that Amazon sees you as authoritative and a sale is like a link. And that's how you rank for certain keywords. The primary focus of ours, though, is you know, Peter Drucker has his two rules of business. They're get customers and keep customers. And taking a sale on Amazon is neither of those. It's taking a sale. It's not taking a customer. When you buy from Amazon, you don't really know who you bought from. You just bought from Amazon, right? Who says, oh, I bought this thing from this company. No, you say, I bought it on Amazon. So our process is step one to get to like that first 100K a month mark that that requires ranking for certain keywords. But beyond that, then it becomes how do we extract these sales and turn them into customers who love us and want to buy from us, no matter where we are. And that's how we build what I would consider real companies.
0: So what was your total top line revenue? And just in this business line in October,
1: in October, we did, uh, collectively about half a million a month.
0: Okay. About half a million a month. And you said, we, who is we,
1: when I say we, I mean, my, I mean, I have business partners. I have, I have a team. I have a real team.
0: Okay. So of that 500 grand, talk to me about the expenses. Wait, like, are you manufacturing the goods? Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, the, the primary expenses when it comes to having physical products businesses are the cost of goods sold, which is kind of interesting because I come from the info product world. And one of the things that was interesting to me was when I first started doing this business, I was like, where the heck is all my money going? Oh, right, I have cost of goods sold. Yep. So that's that's where the primary expenses are. There's a little bit of marketing cost when it comes to pay-per-click, and we, we give away a, you know, a, a decent amount of products in order to get reviews and to get our rankings up. And then the team from there, those are our primary expenses. So
0: I want to actually break those down on 500 grand top line. What was cost of goods sold about
1: cost of goods sold is probably 30% of that.
0: Okay. So about uh, 30% so is about 60 grand.
1: Yeah, oh man. Nathan, you're you're not asking the detail guy. So I'm ballparking it. Oh, that's so that's fine. Asterisk, that's fine. Just asterisks in case anybody looks this up and is like Ryan lied on the top. But it's uh, 30 it's in,
0: about 30% cost of goods. Yeah, so. that that sounds about right. Okay, so and I, and I did the math wrong anyway. It's about this that's about 150 grand if it's 30%. So, okay, then um uh team cost. How big is your team? How many people?
1: There are 5 of us plus an, one outsourced person. So yeah, there's five of us that are, that are reporting regularly. So
0: if I roll up the salaries and all those, about how much are all the salaries
1: combined? I couldn't even tell you probably 30, probably 40,000 a month.
0: Okay. About 40,000 a month. Okay. And then what are your other big costs? Our other costs in the business? Yeah. What about like marketing? How do you drive sales?
1: Yeah. So sales come from, they come from, if we do like, for example, one of the things we'll do in our business is we'll do sales to our list or we'll do, we'll introduce a new product at a discount, or we'll do buy one, get ones where we don't really make any money, but it still registers as, uh, still registers as revenue, but we don't make any profit. Why do you we...
0: do that? Just to get a higher ranking in Amazon? Cause they see more we, sales.
1: There's actually a couple of reasons for it. We'll, we'll do it because we want to get more, we, we'll do it a lot for new products. So we'll take, that's one of the things we do to get somebody to really like buying from us rather than saying, I bought this thing on Amazon. So we'll do certain things in order to get people to to, to really marry into our idea or our vision as a company. So we'll do it for the customer. We'll do it in order to drive sales to something. We'll do it just to cause noise in the marketplace, to get people used to repeat buying from us. So there's a lot of different reasons why we might do something like that.
0: Okay. And about monthly, about how much total costs are there tied up in those kinds of activities?
1: And though I couldn't even, I mean, they, they don't really register as a cost, right? They just register as cost of goods sold. So we, we at that point, we'd be selling some things at cost and we will, we will sell some things publicly at cost just to get a customer. Okay. But you don't don't do any, there's no like
0: variable marketing spend. You don't do any ads to drive to your checkout pages or anything?
1: Sure. Well, I mean, we do, we'll do the Google AdWords thing. We spend some money on search engine optimization. We spend some money on Amazon's pay-per-click. We might uh, sponsor an athlete. We might sponsor a blogger, or we might Pay out affiliate commissions. So those all kind of are variable marketing costs. But Okay. What's your affiliate deal? So there's some people who sell us on Amazon who just pick us up. And to be honest with you, I don't even know how that works. So there's people who will find out that, you know, they're just bloggers somewhere. And just like in the old ClickBank days, they'll pull up a a, a product that is selling well, and they'll put affiliate links that's all done through Amazon. Um, and if we can make a connection with that person, we will, but that's actually just handled in the Amazon side of things. The primary, the primary focus of my, my position in the company is to scale into new areas or to new ways to capture our customers once they purchase from Amazon. And and that's a big thing that people who are all interested in Amazon kind of get wrong is they think that Amazon is the end all be all. And we look at it as the beginning.
0: So how do you get people who checked out on Amazon? Amazon owns that data. How do you get them into your database?
1: There's a couple of ways. I mean, I guess the most simple way would you can put things in your packaging in order to draw attention to other other websites or other squeeze pages. And that's one of the things we focus on. There's some gray area there because Amazon. some people on Amazon say, yeah, it's totally fine. And some people say, uh, you're not supposed to do that. So who do you listen to? Uh, that's one of the things that we will do is is we'll, we'll put things in our packaging in order to draw attention to our other products or one of our websites.
0: Do you have a particular direct messaging piece you include with every package sent that seems to work really well in terms of getting the package buyer onto a different squeeze page so you can capture their email?
1: Yeah, there's a couple that work well. There's we, uh, one of my favorites is Read actually, <laughs> um,
0: or off portion, the top of your head as best you can.
1: A portion of your profits is donated to such and such a charity. Go here to register this product for a donation would be one that, oh, we've, used that we've used.
0: Interesting. Top tribe. That's gold, baby. I love that. Or give me another one, Ryan.
1: <laughs> uh, another one would be I've seen people do warranties, which I think is a really bad one. I've seen people do eBooks, which I think is a fairly good one. I've seen what people does that just mean, do,
0: do eBooks. What's that mean?
1: Well, they'll they'll say get such and such a guide by going here. So if, if if somebody like my girlfriend sells cat scratchers on Amazon, if she were to do one in there, that was like get the how to get your cat to stop peeing on the carpet. I actually saw that in one once where I ordered a, a pet stain remover, and attached to it was a sticker that said get the free. Whatever. People read it was e-books e-book. on cat pee? Apparently. I didn't go to the website, Nathan. Yeah, right. So I don't believe you. I don't believe well you for two seconds. I bet you <laughs> did it.
0: You probably studied. It's probably right there on your desk, a printed version of the ebook. book I read it like my Bible. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Um.
0: Okay, good. Okay, those are two good examples. Okay, well, instead of trying to break down like all the costs, why don't you just tell me, on a 500 grand top line, what do you guys net?
1: Just south of 50%. Just south of 50%.
0: Okay. So you've got about 200 grand each month going and building up the bank
1: account balance. Okay. Math is hard. So what's well, 50% I'll, I'll, to 500 your, grand, right? I'll, t- I'll take your numbers b- over mine. Well, I mean, is that right?
0: 50% to 500 K? I mean, refresh your bank account. Is there 200 grand coming in every month?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what's, what's interesting in the, I, I guess the, the cost of goods sold side of thing is, is most months we're ordering more than last month. So Yes. We, like when it comes to the bookkeeping, we, we do take home a certain amount because you can't write off costs of goods sold. But when it there's times there's months that it's kind of interesting. We're like, where'd all mon- our money go? Oh, we made a bigger order of inventory Got last it. month. Like for, for example, I, I had a, a yoga products business where we sold yoga mats and yoga towels and yoga blocks. And what was interesting is I sold that company. So I don't, I don't own it anymore. How much did you but- sell it for? I am I, not allowed. Come to on, say, Ryan. It's a freaking I'm yoga sorry. mad company. I, I can't do that. Give me a range
0: uh, ab- above or below a million bucks. It was below a million bucks.
1: Above or below there, 500 grand. So, but there were also some other things that were involved that included some potential upside in some other ventures, which makes it a little bit hard to estimate.
0: Okay. Just but the cash part of the deal above or below 500 grand. It was below 500 grand. Okay but above the, or, I like this game above or below 100 grand So the, uh, above so <laughs> okay. the the the
1: the reason, the reason why Thanks for playing So the the reason why I bring this up is is because there were times where we had to we, I actually even though we were making sales and we were profitable I actually had to front more cash on the building of the company and more than I expected because we were selling a certain amount. There was inventory there, but then it sold, and we had to make a bigger order, and we had to plan it before we How had money. How much sold money do some... you guys
0: hold in inventory right now? Just out of curiosity.
1: Well, uh, it can rain. I mean, in, in, in my primary businesses, if you calculate it just on cost of goods sold, there's there can be like a good two hundred grand or so in there. Wow, okay. In my yoga products business, before we sold it, it was probably like four, 35, 40 grand uh, in in costs of inventory.
0: Got it. Okay, makes good sense. Um, interesting. Okay, so we still don't get the answer though. What you guys are netting each month? I know you have inventory costs, but like, are you generally growing your bank account, or are you investing in growth and cash flow negative every month?
1: No, the ba- the bank account definitely grows. Well, that's uh, good. Th- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy about that too, Nathan. <laughs> so, the, ba- the bank account uh, tends to grow. If it were to shrink. That would be because we were making some sort of a large inventory purchase, okay. which, which tends to happen pretty often.
0: Is this the kind of business that you can build and sell? Or is this the kind of thing that's like, that's oh, a nice cash flow thing? You're making whatever, 10 grand per month in personal salary, and it, it just, that's what you do.
1: Well, I have built and sold one. So I guess the answer is you can do it. But I think the way that most people do it is completely wrong because they view it like a cash flow business. Mm-hmm. A cash flow business, just like a blog that ranks for affiliate keywords. Yeah, you can technically sell it, but it's not going to be some huge exit, and it's not going to be like it's it's not an easy thing to sell. You can't go sell that to like an equity firm. You have What to was sell the that revenue company.
0: multiple on your yoga company? So, if your yoga company was doing ten thousand dollars a month in top line sales, and you sold it for a hundred, the revenue would be ten. What was the revenue multiple?
1: So it was the the revenue multiple was less than three. Okay, uh, I don't it. I don't know what it came down to exactly, but it was it was less than that if you don't factor in. The other pieces that were involved that are variable, meaning some interests in some some, yeah, other yeah, yeah, yeah. some other projects. The actual cash pull was was less than three, and that's like that's typical for a website, right? I mean, if you were to sell a website, you're looking at like a two x on on profit or revenue, depending on how they evaluate it. Now I'm not in that game anymore, but that's that's the case with how most people build a uh, business that's selling physical products on Amazon is is within kind of that mindset because they build it like a cash flow business. But if you wanna have an exit, then you have to build it like you're gonna build a, a business that's acquiring customers and disrupting the marketplace a bit and adding unique value. You can't just white label something random, stick it on Amazon and think you have a sellable business and most people think they, uh, they can and they can't.
0: Got it. Well, it makes good sense, Ryan. I'm gonna link to all your businesses, uh, links that you've articulated in this episode in the show notes at nathanlatka.com. Forward slash the top one forty. Again, forward slash the top one forty. Ryan, if people want to follow you personally
1: online, where can they do that? They can do that at freedomfastlane.com or at our events page at freedomfastlanelive.com. live.com.
0: Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes, and then once you've done that, Text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter, 703-431-2709. Top drive, one of my favorite tools that I use to pump out great blog content and to really hire growth hackers on demand is Growth Geeks. It's a great tool. I use it for my blog, for my images, to help with the podcast production. And I worked out a great deal with the founder because he was on the show. Go to growthgeeks.com forward slash the top to start a free trial right now. Again, growthgeeks.com forward slash the top. When's the next event? Is it going to be big?
1: Yeah, we're having a big event in December in Austin, Texas with Robert Hershevek. And uh, Grant Cardone, Pat Flynn, Gary Vaynerchuk, the billionaire founder of Priceline.com. and that is in December in Austin, Texas. Are you pay- what are other speaking fees? I'm curious. <laughs> we're collectively in for like 150,000. Who are you collectively in with? Uh, you mean as far as who were who all did I have to pay?
0: Well no no, who is like are you, you're doing this com- you' building this uh, conference
1: yourself? Yeah, this is my event. Oh, got it. So you're
0: in 150 grand just in speaking fees. That's correct.
1: That's not so bad. That's okay. Good people. Well, it was my first event. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty bad. Well, wow. by bad I mean a, a good chunk. But I'm very, very proud of the people that we have. How many with. tickets
0: are? What are the ticket price? The the
1: ticket prices are fourteen ninety seven. One
0: thousand four hundred ninety seven. Correct. And and what's your goal? How many are hoping to sell? We're hoping
1: to sell five hundred. We still have about a hundred left to sell. Dude, that's not so bad.
0: So like, you're gonna ideally come out on top. Yeah. I mean, w- when we factor in what are you like bitching th-
1: about, that's a good <laughs> for you. That's Actor, I mean, you've you've had uh, Jason on, on the show before. Yeah, you
0: Jason Gaynor, That was episode fifty-eight. I mean, he you know he's he's doing top line a million per event, but his ticket price is six grand.
1: Yeah, and look, well, the, the fact of the matter is, if we break even, we're pretty happy because we've done something spectacular. We've got our name out there. We've connected with some amazing people. And that was the goal at the end of the day. And that's probably what will end up happening.
0: Yeah, well, listen, I know you offered me 50K to keynote. I'm sorry I had to turn it down. I'm going to be in the Bahamas. Uh, I'm still
1: crying <laughs> and licking my words about that one. Day.
0: You guys will also, if you're interested in that conference, uh, the conference kind of uh, margins and, and things like that, you'd also like episode 54 with Joe Paluzzi, who breaks down how he gets 3,000 people to pay 1,100 bucks. He has 3.2 million bucks top line for content marketing world. That's another good one for people. Okay, Ryan, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. You know what's next? Uh,
1: Yeah, this part is famous, dude. Boom, it's the time for the famous five. Are you ready? I'm so ready. All right, number one, Ryan, what's your favorite business book? My favorite business book is called Straight Line Leadership by a guy whose name I can't pronounce even though I love it. It's like Duzin Zudik or something. Straight Line Leadership, it's hard to find, but it is absolutely excellent.
0: Okay, I like it. Number two, Yes or no? Or sorry, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now?
1: Yeah. Can I give you two or is that cheating?
0: Yeah, it's cheating, but you can do it.
1: All right. So the first one that I follow is a little embarrassing to admit, but Glenn Beck, you don't think of him as a CEO and that's not a political statement, but the Blaze.com is his company and it did $60 million in advertising revenue last year. And he did it by just being himself and saying sometimes some controversial things. I only agree with him like 40 or 50% of the time, but I'm very fascinated by his business model. The very second cool. the second would be Ty Lopez just because he went all in on the strategy. Oh my
0: god, Ryan, I'm vomiting in my mouth I, right oh, now. Look,
1: look, I, you say what you want about him, but he has been very had a very interesting model of how he's gotten his message out there. Yeah, and but
0: listen, look he, at the Instagram comments. This is like of like 10-year-old boys or or like like, like innocent young people that are like being sold on this dream and their comments. I mean, you just look at these are stupid
1: people. So I'm not saying anything about the way that he had presents himself. Um, I, in person, I tend to like the guy, say what you want about his marketing practices, the way that he actually got himself out there was more aggressive than most people are willing to do, which is why he has built a very large audience larger than most people spend their lives doing. And he did it in like 18 months. And I find that fascinating. Yeah,
0: Look, I, maybe I can agree with you there, but generally I don't like Ty Lopez. You guys that have listened to every episode, you know that in episode 45, my first question to him was, "Ty, do you actually own that Lamborghini behind you? He wouldn't answer the question. I then asked him funnel metrics around his 67 steps. He wouldn't answer any questions about it. I don't think it's really that big a success. I think he's got a lot of young people following him and he just promises the world, but he does, Ryan, have success in terms of volume, in terms of followers, in terms of eyeballs.
1: Well, I actually do own my Tesla, since you didn't ask me. Well, There we go. Do you own your Tesla? I own my Tesla. Okay, very good.
0: Next question. Sorry, I get all riled up by these. You know, <laughs> look, some people, this is the part of the podcast, like you got to keep people honest. There's these this podcasts that are famous. like- This totally. is why it's famous. This is why it's famous, I agree. I agree. Okay, next question. Um, do you have a favorite online tool you love like Evernote?
1: Uh, no. Uh, my favorite tool is my journal. I write in it every day. And I I have one more tool on my computer. I will blow my brains out. My tools <laughs> have to be in my backpack, which is next to me right now. I write my journal every day. It's how I stay sane as an entrepreneur. I don't. I would curl up in a ball and cry if someone t- took my journal. I once left my journal at the grocery store and I thought I was going to hyperventilate. I went to the grocery store and searched around the place until I found it. What, is it, it a black moleskin? Uh, <laughs> I knew a black, it. black leather journal.
0: I knew it. Probably has a fucking cute little button on it and everything else no oh, it has a kitten that's peeing on the carpet. <laughs> all right ryan what is your situation are you married do you have
1: kids what, what's the deal i have a, a five month old with my girlfriend okay very good
0: so yes or no are you getting eight hours of sleep every night
1: i'm in bed for eight hours more than eight hours every night but ever since i had a okay we like, don't need to go sleep-
0: there we don't need to go there all right <laughs> next <laughs> question <laughs> go ahead <laughs> I think you're going to say ever since you had a child, but I just wanted to, you know,
1: well, you, you know what, Nathan, I, I knew you were going to ask me that question. And I actually, I beat myself up when I don't get eight hours of uh, sleep. Cause I'm like, shoot now when I'm on the top, I can't say that I get eight hours of sleep. The truth is most of the time I do get eight hours of sleep unless the baby is having a particularly difficult night.
0: Hey, makes good sense. And Ryan, how old are you now? I'm 28. Okay. Last question. Take us back eight years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew?
1: You know, I wish my 20-year-old self would, I wish he would realize that he doesn't have to do it like everybody else says it has to be done, that he can forge his own path. I really wish that I had closed out the opinions of most people and just done my own thing and gone in the direction that was best for me. Because as soon as I started doing that, that's when people started showing up. It's when partners started showing up. It's when people really wanted to follow me. And I wish that I had done that instead of doing what everybody else told me i should do a long time ago
0: i love that well ryan moran from selling your yoga mat business to building this amazon behemoth and doing over 500 grand top line in october owning a tesla having a kid taking us to the top man thank you so much
1: dude this has been an honor thanks so much for having me you
0: bet okay top tribe i'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning and don't forget before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win $100 every Monday. If you love today's episode with Ryan, you'll love yesterday's episode with James Mark. He's doing 330K per month and aiming for a $10 million valuation.